Hello and welcome to episode eight of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad and I am with my trusted handy sidekick or handicapped sidekick, however you want to look at it. Give it up for baby Gabe. That, that that's a bit mean. That's <laughs> I'm done with this episode. You can do this one on your own. <laughs> no, I'll stay here. I'll stay here, but not for you. For I didn't, the people who the clearly fans. adore yes, baby Gabe. Yes. All two of them. Also, hi mom. Thanks <laughs> for always listening. I tell you what, I tell you what. Um I'm gonna just I'm gonna make somebody very uh, blush blush very much right now. My aunt has a huge crush on you. So aunt, my aunt, if you're listening, baby Gabe is not available. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you'll uh, have to fight my wife in the trial by combat. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me feels like baby Gabe might be okay with that. <laughs> just as long as so nobody gets hurt, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, baby Gabe, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. I'm excited. We're you know back up and running after vacation uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, we had yeah. a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, for those who haven't fun. heard our last episode, uh, Suck Lord was on, and Suck Lord was quite the wild one. Um, it was, in my opinion, probably one of the funnest interviews we've done so far. It was really good. It was insane. Uh, we heard a lot of great things. Um, if you haven't listened to it yet, please listen to it. Uh, and the title of that episode is, If It Ain't Fucking, It Ain't Worth It. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, baby Gabe, so uh, but today's guest is a very close friend of one of our friends, uh, Mike Hampton. Uh, he's been in the comic book industry for a very long time, the music industry for a very long time. Um, and I think he's going to offer us a very unique perspective in the world of comics. And uh, I'm really excited to kind of to kind of introduce this guy. Yes. So uh, this is kind of just an introduction really fast of which of the interview you're about to hear. Um, thank you again for really enjoying these interviews, everybody. Like it's a lot of fun to make these. It's been great to kind of get to talk to people who we don't normally get to talk to uh, and just kind of learn more about all industries, really comic book industries, you know, <laughs> from last week, the adult industry. Um, yeah, it's just, it's been a good journey. I don't know. What do you think, baby? Good? I think it's definitely been a lot of fun. Like you said, we do get to talk to people. Uh, that maybe like touch base in the comic industry, but also like are not excluded, uh, secluded to just that. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun to hear all these people's stories. Oh, totally. Totally. And um, speaking of stories, uncle dad comics, I have to throw this out there has officially published its first re-release of the beloved Bay area comic book, Captain Nahal. Uh We've talked about this tons of times on the show, but it officially has got it on print ready to go. And when you hear this episode, it'll be, Live on sale in person, exclusively at first, at the Roseville Comic Con on July twelfth. Uh, not only will we be selling the comic, uh, Mike will be there as well. I'll be there. But that's right, Baby Gabe will be there. Um, we are going to be there, hanging out the whole entire time of the show. I think it's from like one to five. I'm not too sure, but if you go to the Instagram or if you go to uh, the website or just Google search Roseville Comic Con, it'll bring it up. Uh, we're going to be selling the comics. Some Uncle Dad. Uh, we're going to be selling some comic books. We're going to be selling some Uncle Dad stuff, and then on top of that, Mike's going to be there doing his thing as well. Uh, but yeah, come meet us, man. This will be our first time doing a show, especially in the time where it's kind of hard to believe a show is going to even be happening um but yeah please come join us uh baby gabe anything you want to add to that uh no i'm just excited to be bringing uncle that talks to the very first uh convention that we'll be attending now you can't see it but quotation marks air quotes <laughs> Fair, <laughs> because it's yeah. not a real con so technically it's going to be a swap meet but it's all comic book themed and what's really cool about it is that 
they are taking the measures very seriously. A mask will be required when, when they're being there uh, about 10 feet apart from each table. And then there's going to be about 20 feet apart in the uh, main aisles so you can walk and not have to worry about being too close. Uh, tickets are going only 10 bucks when you can buy them, I believe, through RosevilleComicCon.com. Uh, I believe, or in person, and you will at the door. At the door, sorry, yeah, and you will have to pay um, parking. Unfortunately, that's something you can't get around. The parking you will have to pay for, and that will be ten dollars. Uh, and I believe it's cash only. Uh, but yeah, if you come to the show, come say hi to us, buy a book. Mike's the one who's going to sign the books. But if you want me and Baby Gabe to sign it, we'll sign it too. I mean, I just. I just made. You don't want me to sign it. My signature is <laughs> awful. Uh, you know what we'll do? One of the books will have Baby Gabe's signature somewhere hidden in it, <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. Uh, but just all over the center of a page. <laughs> just yeah, it. yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's going to be again July twelfth, Roseville Comic Con. Uh, come check us out. Uh, come buy some merch. Come just hang out, and yeah. Uh, so. With that all out of the way, without further ado, please enjoy this episode. Our guest is the one and only, uh, also, I, I would say a Bay Area icon, in my opinion, especially in the hip-hop community, and the underground hip-hop community. Um, he's known for Duck Soup, uh, a very long-running show, uh, which you can find on YouTube, and that YouTube uh, link is what, Baby Gabe? You can search on YouTube, uh, D-U-K-K-S-O-O-P. And that says Duck Soup. And he's also the creator of Wonder Phil. And we talk about that as well in great lengths in this episode. So please give it up for our guest, one and only Adrian Age Scott. Enjoy. Age Scott, what's up, man? What's up, G? How you doing, sir? I am yeah. doing very well. Uh, we are very happy to have you on. Um, we are excited to go on this journey of you, learning more about you. Um, yeah, man, how, how are things out there? Well, Bay Area is kind of crazy right now. Um, it's a crazy time in the world. So we are doing, I'm doing the best I can personally with all the things going on in the world. But, you know, as my story will always tell you, I've always used art as my, 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 excuse me, um, as my foundation to stay alive. So oh, yeah. with okay. even all this crazy stuff going on, I'm 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 using the art to keep my set my head up, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's kind of where Uncle Dad came from. It was like a way for us to kind of escape what was happening, you know, with the pandemic and everything. And we were just like, you know what? I have all this free time in my hands. Let's let's make something, you know, creative. And now it's becoming it's kind of growing pretty quickly. So we're pretty happy about that. Yes, sir. And I completely free on that because. On the podcast aspect, like, you know, I'm also part of a, a podcast called Duck Soup, and we've been doing it from my boy's house for, like, five years, and now we're doing nice. it, like, like, straight, um, the, like, by Zoom. And um, it's all about being creative. Yeah. Like, it's a time to be creative, because I don't know about you guys, but obviously you guys are being creative because you're doing your podcast. Yeah. Right? Right. right? But, um to be creative is to be alive, man. Like I couldn't see myself zoned out. It's too much going on in the world for me not to get up off the couch. Oh yeah. And, right. and do something. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's like the best time for any creator right now, right? Like I mean, any artist of any kind, music, you know, uh, movies, it don't matter what it is. I think right now is the time to really use that creativeness and use it to escape and get out of what's happening in the world right now, you know, and use it to even speak for the betterment of the world, you know, with everything happening with George Floyd and everything like that, your Black Lives Matter, it's a great way to use your art to stand up for something as well. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, on all type of levels, I mean... I just recorded a new song called Looter's Anthem. It's on YouTube. Go check it out. I oh, yeah. recorded it look like I like if you can see at my house, there's a, a, a mic in Papa Stop. Mm. I record at the house. Nice. So okay. uh thank you. So um whenever I get the spirit, I just bang a song. Can I curse? Do you mind if I curse? Oh, you oh go curse for it. Yeah. You want, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I just want to make sure. So um Whenever I get the spirit, I just bang a new song out. Okay. Yeah, That's awesome. awesome. And I'll uh, here. Like, I'm on my drawing table. This is my drawing space. Like, it's either going to be a picture I'm going to draw, I'm going to make a song, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw, I'm going to create something today. Like, when I awesome. get out this, nice. yeah. I'll make a new beat or some shit. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. always good to have a creative outlet. Yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. All the crazy stuff going on. If you don't have a creative outlet, it's going to eat you up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so age, let's go on the journey of age. Scott, let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Start as early as you want to start. Okay. Tell well, us about age Scott. All right. So born of three boys, me and my brothers, J and T Torrance Scott, um, born to mama and daddy, Henry and Valerie Scott. Awesome. Three, three boys who grew up in the Bay area all through the Bay area. Like, the majority of our time, our earliest roots were in Oakland, East Oakland, right? Okay, Oaktown, Oaktown. Oaktown is stand-up. And um, stand, all right, so I'm going to say it, but then I'm also getting to the good points and, like, the significant shit. So growing up in East Oakland as a kid, but then as a kid, like, if you could tell in my voice, I have, like, a slur, like an East Coast thing. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Talk. But I've had to kind of master it because when I was a kid, I really had a slur and like a lot of real speech impediment. Right. So. Okay. So. I'm a kid and like, you know, I'm also playing on the basketball team and, you know, like I'm a, I'm an average kid. I'm trying to be cool, you know, meet girls and shit, you know, and that, when hip hop splashed onto the scene, it changed my life because it was like, ah. Uh, like, this music is fresh, and it's not just fresh, but also, to me, it was like these men who would just pick up a microphone and make a new name, and then they became empowered with it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, what year was this when you discovered, like, that, that 80, love? Uh, my, my, my love for hip-hop cracked open at 80, in the 80s, 80, like, Okay, well, let me say like this. Not the date, but how about albums? Okay, um, sure, let's go with that. That's the best way to describe Yeah, yeah no, totally. Yeah, right, so um, my mom's, everyone in the hood, everyone plays Sugar Hill Gang. Good times, dun, dun. And hip-hop, <laughs> you know, that was like the, the, the theme song at the basketball games. I remember little being a kid, seeing my brothers play halftime. They played at the basketball game. It was cool. And, um... That was cool for the time, but when Criminal Minded came out in like 86, 80, 
84. Criminal Minded was the first album I bought from with my own money. And that was when I fell in love with the hip hop as a expression too. So like I said, um, me being like a big dude, I was a big dude, kind of awkward, but I was cool. Like I, I was chill, but I was growing into myself. You know, I was kind of big for my size. So right. example, me and my boys, we went to the um, store one time to go steal some candy. For little cool. kids, right? <laughs> right, right. And, that's what we did, right? <laughs> and um, I went in there, and when we stole the candy, we all got, everyone got away except me. The store manager kept me, had my mom come get me, uh-huh. and my ass whooped and the whole shit. And I was just, my mom kind of had to break it down to me. Just like, she was like, you're going to get caught all the time because you're a big dude. You stand out. You know, you stand out. Right, right. Out. Your, your personality makes you stand out. You're always going to be noticed. So I had to notice that. And, you know, that was an ass whooping that I deserved. But, you know, we learn from those type of things. Yes. Right? right? So um, I love hip-hop, and I want to be, and I kind of stand out. So that's when the the rapping began. Like, we were, like, rapping in the in the basement, like, in me and my brother, my brother was actually the DJ. My younger brother was DJing, had the two turntables. We would, he'd be practicing his set while we're lifting yeah. weights and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, while he's DJing, hip-hop is also in the 80s, was not just music. It was also graffiti writing, right? Yes. Right. So at that time, I was kind of too big to do flares. I mean, I was good strutting and shit and like robots, but spinning on my head, no, I was a big motherfucker. I've been putting my neck. <laughs> but um, graffiti writing is where me, I used to be a graph writer. I used to be one of those dudes with hell like spray paint cans in my backpack. Nice. Running okay. through the hood, late nights, doing big nice. pieces, yeah. right? And, um, that was kind of interesting because as a kid, you had to run, like picture yourself having 24 cans of spray paint and then your parents leave for an evening. And that was your, your, that was your time to go. And uh, <laughs> for you to graph, you had to run at least six blocks from your house in any direction. Right? Wow. Okay. Yeah, not right. going to grab yeah. right across the street from your house. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Where they all know you. Cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for you to graph, you had to run six blocks in some direction and um, try to get down. And, um, you know, at that time, the community was really big. My family, of course, I'm African-American, but my family, my mother, and my parents were really in tune with the community. So we were cool with Miss Cortez down the street, Miss Alvarado down the okay. street, Juan's parents and shit. Like, you know, it was like the community. So I would be like six blocks away, eight blocks away, and Miss Cortez call my mom and say, I see your son spray painting on the wall <laughs> <laughs> right now. So um I never really got an ass open for graffiti writing. Like, mom's was really cool. Like, honestly, the artistic thing in my house was really a blessing that my mother encouraged because she was just like, keep your doors closed and you can play that shit as loud as you want. You know what nice. I mean? My parents like, let me do that. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep your doors. And then on Saturday morning, you know you had to clean up. So, you know, it was hip-hop hour and shit. Like, we're taking mm-hmm. parents playing. And at the time, it was like two live crew. 
Nice. Um, Beast Good old, Boys, Rin, Good old Two Live Crew. I love him. <laughs> Remember my age. I'm showing my age too. <laughs> like when I do like um, an autobiography, I probably would do it by album time, not by by years. By so, year, anyway, right. um, so Moms encouraged hip hop. And um, so it was so big that I was graffiti writing that. I remember pulling up to the side after church to a green light one, one time. It was red. And you're looking to the red to the right and seeing a a piece of graffiti I drew on the wall. And it said wizard. And my mom looked at it and I'm like in the back seat, like, yeah, I'm all cool and shit. <laughs> I'm all cool and shit, like, yeah. And uh she's like, whoever did that is gonna get in trouble one day. But that's fresh, but yeah, you're gonna get in trouble. So I never got in trouble with the law for writing in on the walls, but like the hood, like mind you, my pieces were tasteful pieces. Like my my lettering was good, but I also want to give a shout out to these brothers. Like one thing about the art community is, for me doing art this long, the dopest thing about doing art this long is being cool with other artists. Of course, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Like knowing all the motherfuckers who really get down. Yep. So, yes, that's that's the best thing about this is the community. Yeah. Like you get to meet so many cool people. So as a kid, I was like, uh, okay, keeping it real. I was this black dude spray painting around the hood. And I was embraced by this Hispanic community on 35th called the Bridge Boys. And it was all these Hispanic dudes and a white dude. The white dude was called Blaze. Look his name up. Like Blaze was a uh, incredible artist, but they let me into their hood. And it's funny because how you battled was how you battled in graffiti writing was you did a piece and I, and you, and I did a piece and you did a piece. We stand next to each other and we had our artist friends judge it. And whoever okay. was doper, I take your name. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So now interesting. it's like, like if you were like, like, um, Uncle One, now I'm H got AKA Unc One. Gotcha. So okay. now all the pieces you did that built you up are now mine. Interesting. Right. Oh, okay. Huh. It's like a I've never I actually never knew that about like that community. So it's kind of interesting to learn about that. Yeah. It's really sick. It's really it's 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 a funny time, but but you know it's fun. But mind you, it was the eighties. Yeah. I was doing graffiti writing. Was really like part of hip-hop now yeah, it's yeah. not the same even though there are some graffiti spots in san francisco and all people don't do man they don't trip off hip-hop that much uh, off of graffiti writing that much all right so fast forward so i can't write on walls no more so i start writing on paper okay now at this point how old are you think um i am okay this is 11th grade. 11th grade. Okay. All right, so 11th grade. So what album came out? What album came out to match that year? <laughs> I was a hardcore underground dude, so I was, like, into Mantronics and Just Ice. Like, the mainstream shit my mom listened to, I I didn't like that shit. Like, Rapper's Delight was cool, but it was too mainstream. I needed gotcha. DDP and underground shit. And we made our own stuff, too. So even okay. like that, like, you, all right, so that's a whole other story. But, um... Um, okay, so on the drawing tip, I was in the art class. My art teacher at Oakland Technical High, my art teacher, my art teacher, Mr. Chan, 
we had art class and I used to just whiz through the art class. Like they give me a picture, I draw it, like whatever. Like that should be simple, right? Yeah. So for the yeah. final, for me, he gave everyone a picture to draw, like a painting to paint. But for me, I had to draw a seven page comic book. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, my my teacher's like, your final, you have to do a seven page comic book. Whatever you want. It has to be seven uh-huh. pages. Because he knew I could do it. Okay. So I'm yeah. just like, fuck it. That's cool. Whatever. I was like, oh, I'll step to the challenge. So I did a comic book called Mac Mouse. Okay. Mac Mac Mouse? Mac Mouse. Like M A C Mouse. And it's okay. like Mickey Mouse's gangster cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and um does that well, still exist? No, you know it's funny because some <laughs> of my old students, my old classmates, they still got that shit. Like, oh, nice. oh really? Yeah, yeah. They do, they do. Because um, I made it. It was like this drug, like this dope selling mouse who was like gangster and shit, you know. And he was like set tripping with the cat, with the um, with the cats and the he was he's beef with the cats, but they were like kind of cool with the dogs. Well, that's <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> that sounds like something you should bring back. I'm just saying. <laughs> and you know, so I did um, Mac Mouse. Get the my. I get an A for it. The teacher gives it to me. The teacher says, "Good job." So I take my my book, and um, my my neighbor on the side of me. They say, "Hey, can I read your comic?" I'm like, "Sure." So I show it to them, and they're like, "Bro, I would hell of read your book." And then there was another one to the side of me. He wants to look at it too. So then um, I get an idea. I'm like, sure, let me go to my counselor and print my book. So I get my counselor. Right. He ain't doing shit anyway for me. So <laughs> I go to the office counselor and I say, bro, print this up for me on your, the office computer and let me staple it. So he made like 10 copies. Nice. So I went and sold it for 50 cents each and made $5. Okay. Okay. That was the thing. That's where the, the yeah. magic began. I was like, hey, I like this. I took that five dollars and made um bought some Burger King and that she was like, Okay, mm-hmm. I like this. So I took that and I went home and I drew it up again. So I went and drew seven six more issues of Mac Mouse and sold them out of my backpack at school. I was known as the cartoonist guy. Okay. Okay. And then I drew for the school newspaper a couple times. And so the was you- always there. So now, would you say for your comic book art at that time, was there an artist that you kind of looked, like looked up to, or is it just more of taking your graffiti type art and transferring that into a, the comic medium? You know, when you say comic books, off top, I, you know, I was reading comic books from day one. I don't okay. I think I was reading comic books since I've ever been able to read. Okay. Okay. So, Marvel and DC, and I was drawing them. So, um, I was drawing them all my life, but. Maury Turner, Maurice Turner from Oakland, California, came to the bay to my school in third grade, and and he gave a teaching presentation on like being a cartoonist. Cartoonist, and Maury Turner is the artist of Repals, you know, okay. great artist, Bay Area legend. And another thing is, he was African American, so I looked at yeah. him and I was just like, oh shit, like I could, like, I want to be like him. So he yeah, totally. out, like he drew some shit on the wall, and I was just like, "Oh, that's so cool!" And I just saw how everyone respected him, and then, then he passed out some of his art, and I was just like, "Yo, I want to be like him." So, Maury Turner was the first artist I personally met that I was just like, I could be like. Okay, that's the first one. 
So Moy Turner, and then I was a fan of Sergio Aragonis and Mad Magazine. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Big fan. Big yeah, fan. Right. But here's the kicker. Going to comic book conventions, the first time I went, I met Sergio Aragonis, and I was like a Uber fan. I'm like, oh, Sergio, <laughs> oh my God. Sergio, that's you in the flesh. He's so cool, right? Yeah. And um, I'm just staring at him. Like, I like I buy books inside it. Then I'm like literally just staring at him. He's just like, bro, you're freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, Sergio, like, I'm like, I respect your stuff so much. And like, you taught me my, my stuff. So um, as I would go to conventions more and more, I would always go stop and see Sergio. And then I actually would draw my books and put a shout out to Serge. And like, nice. people would call me son of Serge, like son, son of Sergio, because nice. of my style, not because of speed. But, like, my style is really similar to Sergio. And one and Phil, one and Joint and Philly Blunt. So, yeah, so one and Phil really started off with his Sergio and we were going to style. And um, I got the nickname to be called Son of Sergio. And here's the kicker. So I would, like, go to conventions and after, like, on, you know, make it a thing to take a book to his booth when it's downtime. Right. I would give him a book for free. Sign it, of course. Then I would have him another book. He would take his book and highlight and circle and make a sketch over the parts that I could embellish on. Okay. Okay. Give it back to me. Think about that. Like, yeah. would give him, I would give him a comic book. It was just sketch over. He's like, he would be like, Miho, like, son. I'm like, yes, daddy. He's like, Miho, this is better. This is good. You could do this right here, and he's just getting. Then they get back to me, and I'm looking yeah. at this like, oh my god! Like the knowledge in this sketch overbook. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing that, because that, then basically feedback. you're getting like a yeah, exactly. You're getting Come feedback on. from a legend. Yeah, Come on, right. Yeah. So yeah. the the relationships I've obtained doing art has just been incredible. So, um, like I said, um, I drew the comic book in high school. Became yep. the um, comic book guy. Now, my hood. Um, I grew up, graduated, okay, and I got my high school diploma. But seriously, where I grew up at was like Boys in the Hood in the 80s, like the movies. Wow. Like I had like some of my homies get shot by the time they were 18. I seen my yeah. first drive. I seen a couple of drive-bys. I, wow. I was actually in a drive-by, like bullets flying, got ducked down. Oh, my God. I'm like, like, I'm not going to get into those stories, but... um. My older brother was more with the shit because he was the older brother. But since he was out there and he, he like, he fucked around and, like, knew the hood, mm-hmm. my older brother told the hood motherfuckers, like, don't let Adrian come out here and kick it. Age me. Don't, like, don't let, like, I would be out there with the radio just trying to be cool with my homies, like, you know, selling weed. Like, it was just a cool spot, right? Right. But, like, after 10 minutes, my bros would be like, get the fuck out of here. Go home. Yeah. So I was a nerd at the house, but I was a nerd into comic books, and I was also working. So um, I would make some money, go buy comic books from 7-Eleven. They sold comic books at 7-Eleven? Yes. Huh. Oh, wow. Comic book rack. Comic book rack. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that was a big thing for the newsstands, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I would make some money and my and like keep it real on a Saturday night, 
my homies be with this shit doing some crazy shit. And I'll be at the house with like a handful of books and like a Doritos bag and some chips and just chill. That sounds pretty awesome to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's good. But so comic book, that's where that's at. And then also on the hip hop tip, I'm still hardcore hip hop, but like my brothers, we always had mics and stuff like at the house and two turns, just for fun. We were always right. making music and just being creative. It was drawing, making music, painting. Like even my mom, I love my mom for this, but now that I think back to it, but my mom, we had, we were blessed to have a house and on the back fence, my mom would let me graph the back fence of the backyard. Oh, really? Uh-huh. That's pretty cool because a lot of parents don't, are not cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was just, it was just like, my mom was like, I can't stop you guys and I'm not going to try. Just yeah. going to let you graph around. Like, even my, we had the attic upstairs. It was like, as long as the room was clean, we had mad posters, Red DMC, LL Cool J. It was like a fucking hip hop haven. We grew up in that shit hard, you know? graphing on the walls and shit. And all, it's funny because looking back, all my friends, all of my friends have always been artists. All the people I kind of like roll with tough have been artsy. So back to the hip hop. So um, as a kid, we're also recording, making music, and we're actually, you know, making like little tapes and passing them around and like, you know, it's just for the fun of it. But we actually get a little reputation for making music and um, even though I've never been on, like, major albums or, like, I've put verses on people's shit, and I've never pursued, pursued the rap game. Gotcha. I've made hella records and, like, you know, just trying to speak my mind. So, right. yeah. That's more for you, right? Yeah, but you know what? It's funny. Um, at the comic book conventions, it would be like, okay, if, if in a, on a business front, um, me and Mike and the homies that would record with and do basically our label as kids, we were the only ones supplying the hip hop in the comic book industry. Right. Yeah, totally. Okay. Like, like we would drop them, uh, like mind you at that age. Oh, okay. That's right before I met Mike. But even when I, when me and Mike was at our apex and Bruce and Zeke and everyone we rode with, we would drop books and CDs. Nice. Yeah, because I remember, I remember Mike would uh, always pack a CD with his uh, Captain A-hole, right? Yeah. Yes. And even on that same front, I'm supplying half of the beats. Boy. Giving oh, really? That's some of your right. Beats? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? And this is just not, I'm not confront, like, here's the beauty. See, like, I was just talking to my boy about this. Like, the power, the true power in this art thing is people. Yep. Like, like yep. you're nice and people respect your name. People will want to give you beats and give you recording sessions. And like, we're yeah. all pretty broke, but we're just trying to make magic on what we can. Yep. So, right. Doing the comic books, Mike is a respected name. She gets a couple beats from me. And the, yeah. like, the tree of artists is, is sick. Like, I can name all type of beat makers SB, Volante, Blackshear, like, all these dudes, they give beats to Mike. Because of familiar, your nice. family, you know. 
And I think that's the big key, right? The big key of doing what you do and what Mike does. It's like, like you, like you guys built this roster of like, again, like family, right? Like it's not, it's not just me and somebody I'm working with. It's me and somebody I'm, I'm, you know, teaming up with, we're we're creating something. We're being a family together, you know? And I think that's tight. Cats don't, I'll be, if, if cats only know how rooted I am with my family, with my homies, like we punch each other verbally, but we know the plan. We keep shit together. Right, right. Yeah. Like our podcast. So huh, check this out. My podcast, Duck Soup the Show, Duck Soup. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Duck- you know, baby gay, we got to get tattoos now. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have my name slapped on your body. I like it. <laughs> but you know, it's, 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 you know what, bro, bro, I'm going to tell you like this. And I talked to Mike. Me and Mike, I talked to him some real shit. Like, Mike's my brother. Like, this art shit, what you manifest with your hands is one thing. But the art spirit, that's some other. Like, I be feeling like we're just the reincarnation of the spirit of Picasso and shit like that. I love it. Yeah, man. Shit. Like, you know, because look at your friends. We leave books behind. Yeah, literature right. and audio and movies. Like I don't know, if Mike, I'm bigging up Mike shit, but like this is Mike's shirt. This <laughs> yeah, is this Mike's shirt. Mike's shirt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Film the film the police. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I'm, I'm telling you, like, and like, and like the science is people. Like, so actually, you know, hold on. You said about Mike's shirt. <laughs> I got fucking his his fucking Tiger King shirt. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. We should make you just call this the Mike podcast. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> call it like that. The Captain A-Ho. But, All right, so uh, did he tell you where you get the name Captain A-Ho from? He said from you. You gave it to him, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he talked about that on the show. Yes, yes. We had a comic yeah. book called Hood Magazine. It was a hip-hop mad magazine. And it was like, it was like contributions to it. Me. My dude, Snook85, Sin Z, and Mike. Mike was the youngest one. But he was also, you know, I mean, Mike, I feel like Mike, he was the youngest one, is the youngest one still. Fuck. You know, what the fuck? But uh, <laughs> I love the death, and I punch him like that. But um, I feel like Mike has always kept me on my toes. Okay. So you got to have somebody to, like, like it's, not, it's, it's never been an evil competition, but we've always... Like we know, like you're only as hot as your last project. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you want to be the artist that we talk about, we're trying to be like you know when this is all over with, de- we're dead and gone. We want motherfuckers to go back and research our art. Like, oh, yep. You know I'm saying so. You oh, have yeah. to really dope put shit out there. So, yeah. um, you're only as good as your last project, and um. Can I just say, you bring up a good point. Uh, you yeah. said that, um, you know, when you're dead and gone, you want to be able to like for people to like look back at it. Like, and it's such a good point. Cause like, so like Captain A-hole, right. His comics, as we discussed in a previous episode, means a lot to me. Right. And so that's why like, you know, I'm working with him right now to bring them all back. Right. Like we're doing the re-releases and stuff like that. And I think with that said, like when you find, if it, when you find any sort of connection to any book, whether it's comic book or literature, I think it's nice that to know that like, look, you contributed like, so you're like a Mac mouse, right? Some people still have that, right? And it's like that's like you said, that's definitive history. That's the history of, yeah. of H. Scott. And I think that's that that's to me that's that's really it doesn't bad. get better than that, you know. It does, it does. You know, and you know, I'm gonna tell you some real shit, bro. Mike didn't mention this, but I've been driving him crazy to do Captain A Ho again. Yeah, he stopped. He t- <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. So he's, we talked about that quite a bit, uh, you know, off mic and obviously cause I see him all the time too. Right. So we talk and he was like, yeah, age keeps telling you and age are like, keep telling me all the time that we just need to do it. So that's why I said, fuck it. I'm going to pay for it. We're going to get it back out. Let's go. And, and, and yo, yeah. I mean, Captain Aho is such a dope character, but even on the same note, like, so I got my one and Phil on my arm. Okay. This, nice. My one and Phil. I like it. And then I got super hood. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, baby game, wow. we gotta get tattoos, man. <laughs> and I'm just what I'm just the, my my test. Oh, I also got Afro Samurai and Wu Tang Clan and shit like that. But what I'm saying is, oh, nice. I'm nice. trying to be remembered as a vessel of art. So like when I see my friends get Marvel comic book characters tattooed on them and DC characters, that's cool. But I'm gonna tap my own characters on me. No, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that makes that. a lot of sense. Yeah. I think uh, if you have something you're proud of, like put that on you, right? Then you okay. can people go, "What is that?" Like, oh, that's my shit. You know what I mean? Shit. That's what I. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you, um, okay. So as a kid, all right. So the biggest <laughs> factor that made me really focus and like decide on I want to be a good artist between third grade, but hip hop between meeting Moy Turner and hip hop. Hip hop was a big staple because it was all about being fresh. Okay. Fresh. Yeah. Like when I'm saying fresh, you like the latest album. Like I'm still on that. Like I need to hear a new album every week now. Still, as an gotcha. And I'm happy internet where you can just type it in instead of right, yeah. buy that shit every like I used to on cassettes. Right. Right. It's not my age, but it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. It's all about being fresh. And being fresh was um, putting that graffiti piece on the wall so the hood could see it. Right, of course. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, every, even though I never got popped by the police, everyone knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, the homies, I mean, I'm literally doing pieces on the wall while my homies are playing basketball. And it's like 20 people at the basketball court. It's like one of those summer nights. And I'm graphing yeah. like at eight o'clock and the park is lit, but no one's giving a fuck about me because my piece is gonna be tasteful. Right, right, of course. Right. You know what I'm saying? They look at the next morning, they say, okay, that's dope. If my piece was a piece of shit like on some like kill whitey or like cracker, use some on some ignorant foul shit, they'll be like, stop that shit. They would stop me in the middle. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I've seen people uh, anyway, I've seen people get stopped midway in a graffiti piece by the hood. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, stop that shit. Like, that your shit's whack. Like, mm. Right. Anyway. Anyway. So, back to being fresh. It was about being fresh. It was about new music. It was about new gear. Like, the fresh... Even though I was like... I mean, I'm not a balling dude, but I was working all my life, cutting grass, cutting grass. My, my daddy, I'm really... My, da- my daddy was a military guy. Okay. So he was like, you know, on the floor on Saturday morning at 600 hours. Right, right, yeah. Fuck, there's only 12 hours in the day. There's, what the fuck? <laughs> like, fuck you, 600. But he was like, six in the morning, we're going to go cut these yards and get these wow. beads up. And I hated it as a kid, but I loved it as an adult because he taught me how to get up and go to work. Isn't that funny though? Because like, that was the same thing with me growing up. Like my dad would wake me up hella early to do shit. And it's like, now I know for sure that doesn't happen anymore. There's, I mean, at least most parents that I see for the new generation of children, it's like, 
you know, they don't, I don't know. It's like, they don't understand basic functions. Like nobody knows how to fix a car. Nobody knows how to do anything anymore like that. You know, your heart, your house breaks down and it's like, well, how do I do that? I don't know. Just fucking call somebody and pay mm. for it. You know, and that's one thing I will say that my father gave me was that ability to at least know some, some things that a, not a, not a man should know, but just an adult should know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I just think you brought, you brought up a good point. Like how, how that's, that's just all different now, you know? And, um, so Pops told me I'd go to work. Um, I was never a broke dude. Well, I'm, oh, but he's a kicker. So, but I was also cool with the hood. So I'm walking. I'm working at the hardware store um, after high school, and cool. um, in my little in my little neighborhood, I make like two hundred dollars every two weeks. And nice. um, when I get paid, my my homies on the hood that was grinding all night, they got a couple of G's in their pocket, but. You know, we would all go to the mall together. They would let me sit in the back of the, like, pimped-out cougar with the mm. music and all the hot girls that look at us with the top down. And, um, like, I had, I mean, you know, I mean, I wasn't balling, but I had a good life, man, where I seen some good shit. Like, I had fun, you know. Even there was bullets and I had homies die. But and the art gave me an outlet where, hey, I was comfortable at home, staying home, making a beat. Yeah. Like, 11th grade, you know, I would stay home and write a rap. Like, seriously, like, I would, now I think about it, we fucked off so many hours just sitting at the kitchen table just writing raps. Moms is like, hey, I'd rather you be at the house doing that than be out in the streets. Yeah, of course. Right, right. It's like uh, you were almost like Dr. Dre, huh? (laughs) Man. I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> I just, like I said, I just released a new song yesterday, like two days ago, Ludo's Anthem. I'm going to keep saying that. Please check it on YouTube. Somebody referred cool. to my new shit like MF Doom from the West Coast. Oh, I like that. That's a good, that's a good uh, claim right there. Uh, so, Age, just so you know, Age and everybody else knows, uh, what we'll do is we'll actually put all your links in our, in the, the thing. So, all right. So, uh, so hip hop comic book. So, at this time, uh, okay, so 94 is when I start really getting serious about the art. Because what happened was um, I see my boys, um, I seen a lot of my friends in high school really get on. I see my boy D-Wise get, a pro, get, get signed to First Priority for his album, The Bums. And when I saw him get signed, I was just like, that's really cool. I'm like, I'm happy for my dude. But what is my hustle? What is my thing? Right. I need to find right. And I was just like, drawing. So I started drawing again, and um, I started drawing little comic books on paper, eight and a half by 11, folding them in half and stapling them and selling them wherever I could go, like out of my backpack. This okay. is in the Bay Area. So I'm now selling my little comic books and giving them away for 50 cents. I would go to like the Lake Merritt at the, uh, any public forum where people were like chilling, the flea chilling. market. Give them nice. Away. Okay. Hustling out there. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, Berkeley flea market, flea market. And, and then like, as I got more into it, I started making the books bigger. And at this time I created Wonder Joint and Philly Blunt. Nice. Um, I like it. I was selling them, making these books, and then I started selling them on Shattuck 
in Berkeley. Like, there's this one street over there by Amoeba Records, Amoeba Rasputin's, and that's where all the hustlers sell their art. Like, there's, yeah. like, all these hip-hop... You've seen legends sell their CDs. Or, like, in the 80s, everyone would come... To, they would have to do the, 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 um, the album signings. They would have to come through Berkeley. Yeah, okay, right, so right. You see, I've seen everyone on this in on this one corner just hanging out. Red Man, Chuck D, Planet Asia, um, fucking Red DMC, like all type of artists will come through there. So it's not uncommon for you to sell your product on this block. Okay. So it's a okay. It's I already you. warm. So if right. you're like a kid with something, you can sell your CD. You stand out there with your backpack, motherfuckers will be like, oh, like it's no big deal. I'll give you five bucks for it. So I'm selling my comic books. Now at this point, how are you? Are you just like put are you like are you like um stapling them together yourself? Or yes. Are you getting imprinted them somewhere? Yes, I'm printing them up myself and I'm nice. and, and I'm put I'm putting them together myself and I um yeah. Just like that. And it got real ill once I started working at Kinko's. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> then you have access. Yeah. So Kinko's was good for me. Um, Kinko's was good for me. Um, working that Sunday morning shift when, you know, you had nothing but ladies going to church, old ladies, and as long as you compliment them on their hat and their the dress, they give you a fat tip. Okay, yeah. That's all you gotta do. You just gotta be nice. Man, please. Yeah. I'll be, be nice. You be tell, man, please, I'm working it, bro. I'm getting a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and even though I was a, a like, I'm young and I'm vibrant. Like I was a club animal. Like I'm going to the club, getting off. I getting out the club at two in the morning. Maybe meet Shorty, hang out with nice. her after three at the pancake house. Okay. <laughs> okay. And still go to work at six. Uh, I remember those days, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't do that shit now. <laughs> even on those same missions, yo, check this out. Um, I remember working at Kinko's and working the overnight shift. And that was mayhem. Like, boy, the overnight shift. I'm calling all my homies. I remember Mike came out, like, from Sacramento at 12 midnight. <laughs> Kinko's at two in the morning. <laughs> this is like this is print up all type of shit. That's so funny. Mayhem. All right, Uncle Dad, back here uh, taking a quick break. I just wanted to kind of talk about something really fast that we talk about every time, uh, every week, and we love this person, this company so much. Uh, Multiverse Comic Box, favorite game. Tell me why you love Multiverse Comic Box. Uh, I mean, as with like a lot of mystery boxes, what I love is the anticipation of ordering a a mystery box and not knowing exactly what you're going to get. And for, you know, especially someone like me or someone who doesn't read comic books too much, wants to get back into it. It's all practically going to be new stuff to read. And, you know, it, it'll expand your horizons on reading more than what you normally read, most likely. Oh, yeah. And I think it's the best part about multiverse comic books is that it's not necessarily just about collecting it's also about reading right like so you get who knows you might get a a spider-man storyline you never read before you might get a silver surfer storyline you know uh you know i don't know why this character keeps coming up in my life but who knows you might even get a blue beetle storyline um you know like uh 
I have to just say this really fast. So Blue Beetle, I feel like I hate this guy, but for some reason <laughs> I keep talking about him and I don't know why. And then I just picked up Injustice 2 mm-hmm. and I didn't realize Blue Beetle was even in that game. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, can't fu- I can't get it fucking away from Blue Beetle. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, So, but with, with this, talking about Blue Beetle, there's even chances you can get like big time appearances. Like let's say the first appearance of uh, Blue Beetle, the first appearance was Spawn, the first appearance of... Firestorm. I don't know. Just you name it. You have those chances of getting that. And what's even cooler is that you can actually get a special subscription that gives you a CGC comic every year or every month. And uh, baby gay, you do know what CGC is, correct? I know it's a like rating system for uh, quality of comic books and it's like pressed together in a slab yes. in order to like preserve its quality yes so a lot of the comic collectors out there are all about the cgc or the cbacs uh, basically what that is it's a, like like baby gabe said it's a comic book now let's say it's graded at 9.2 will forever be in that 9.2 state and if you're a comic book collector those can get pretty expensive but what's really cool is that you have an opportunity to get one guaranteed every month with depending on which mystery box option you go with you have this option to get that so now here comes the fun part you can actually save money with our promo code uncle dad talks 10 you get 10 percent off your first subscription and the best part is that's basically a free comic book like especially depending on what book you get you're basically getting comic book for free so if you buy like the hundred dollar value box you're basically getting two comic books for free if you think about it that way so don't say uncle dad never did anything for you because obviously he does so with that being said please enjoy the rest of the show baby gabe thanks for coming back on real quick and uh yeah we'll see you guys later on bye Yeah. So when, at, at this point, when you're doing the, the work out there, uh, when do you start doing the convention scene? Um, before I got a table at the convention scene, I was actually going to the convention with my backpack and just oh, really? my, my okay. backpack. Like before I even got a table, I was gotcha. like, dude, like, remember I was like, I me and my backpacks, bro. I got my backpacks always got the story. Like bro, like, I, I like that because I, you know, it's funny. Like as an artist, how do you carry your stuff in your backpack? And it's like, could you imagine the stories our backpack or whoever's backpack can tell? You know, man, let me tell you, like, whew, me and my backpack, bro. Like I would sell comic books, like I would sell crack, bro. Like the only, <laughs> like check this out. Here's a kicker. So that's the episode name, by the way. I would sell comics books, like I would sell crack. Well, no, here's a kicker. Real talk. So as my friends were still pursuing the the dope gang as young kids, like I said, some of my friends got shot and killed, and it was getting ugly out there. But I was still that kid that was just drawing comics on my stoop. I was like, nice. "Stay true." Yeah. So I remember one of those, one of my drug dealing homies was like, "Age, bro, like you still drawing comics? Let me submit to your comic book." Okay. Like okay. he didn't want he he was like he he wanted to leave the the dope game alone and start getting nerdy and I was just like that's cool like it's good but I just remember that was I was just like wow like you came over to our side like that's, like, that's, like yeah. dude like I'm like wow it's it's good but I just like okay what I'm saying is all through life it felt like people used me as a vessel of art like. Like, not, I, I don't need, not, I'm not going to say I need to make you authentic or like, if you fuck with me, you're fresh now. But 
I know my shit, so I'm going to help you. You know what I'm saying? So Right, right, yeah. Like I said, but like, but you learn. Like I said, Mike, bro, come on. Mike teach me. The beauty of Mike, we teach each other, and we're very open about that. Yeah. That's, you know, you need, you need somebody dope to punch dope ideas off of. So. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And that's how this works, right? You got to have that collective mindset, right, uh, game. And, and, uh, and the thing with Mike is the crew has been really extensively deep. Like, I feel like up to 36, 48 members at some time. But wow. Mike has been wow. the dude that, like, been like, my rock. So, Man, so you guys were like yeah. Wu-Tang at one point. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was, I don't know if Mike talked about it on his episode, but, like, Mike was in number six with the Halo crew. Did he mention that? Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. So, yeah. What, so mind you, Mike is in Sacramento with his Halo crew. Then I'm based in Oakland, so Mike would come over to Oakland and then get down with us. So what I'm saying is, in Oakland, we were a whole nother animal. But he would take that game and then implement it with his chapter over here. So it was like a chapter of the, like, we're all this, we're all like, if you would be Wu-Tang in Oakland, these would be the killer army over here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And they were oh, like, chapter, we were all, and then I come out to SAC and it was all love and we record songs and I got down with their crew and they come out. But, and it was always love. Like, I would toss them beats. It's always good, bro. So, yeah. So I have to ask, um, we're talking about hip hop and comic books, two things. One, are you familiar with Marvel's label they did called Marvel Music? Yeah? Yes, yes. Um, yes. Do you know about the KRS-One album? Not album, the KRS-One comic book? Break the yeah, Break the Chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was like, you know what would be cool? I think nobody does that anymore. And I think that would be cool to do like, like maybe like, I'm just saying, H. Scott does like, he raps the comic book and you pop the cassette in. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the CD. All right, so it's so dope you mentioned. First and foremost, to me, Karis One is the greatest rapper ever. Like, he's the first rapper of Criminal Minded. But he also transcended from the first one to hold a gun and be gangster on the album and then become known as the teacher. Yes, yeah. So he evolved into like, like he's he's no punk, but he's very smart. So that's what I get for Karis One, and he also was like edutainment and like albums like that still ring a bell right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Fuck yeah. Going on. So yeah, Karis One is my greatest, and I feel like he's like keep it real. He he wrote his own lyrics and made his own beats for the first couple albums. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So. Karis one. So, um, yeah, so. Baby Gabe, do you know who that even is? Who? Karis one, yeah. You do know who Karis one yes, is? Yes, I actually, yeah. I oh, I'm not, surprised. Not anyone near as knowledgeable as you guys, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, you know what? <laughs> but that's the thing with hip hop, right? Everyone doesn't have to be as knowledgeable as, you know, like some of us, but everyone's hip hop. Yes. You know about fucking Humpty Hump. You know fucking <laughs> you know Biz Mikey. You know, you may not know as extensively as some, but mm-hmm. it's not even it's not something you know or study. You just like I just oh I draw hip hop comics because it just makes sense because everyone's hip hop. Right, right. right yeah. It's more something like you experience. It's the and you study growing. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the, yeah. we grew in this hip hop generation. It's it's not something you you, you I mean like bro. You know what the funniest thing is? Going to a convention 
It's like one and feel have always been the hip hop heroes. One, okay, so one and join Philly Blunt, the hip hop heroes. Started off as one to join Philly Blunt, but Sergio Aragonis took a book and said, Son, I see you doing good with the book, but you're not going to get far with the joint and blunt in your name. Mm. So I changed Wonder Joint and Philly Blunt to One and Phil because Sergio Aragonis talked to me about it. Yeah, no, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. that's a good, a good uh, marketing. transition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, evolution. So, um, Wonder Phil has always been the hip hop heroes, and I will always like spoof. Like if you like, like I'm mentioning these so you can just put them up. But like, please spoof the um, I spoofed the Kanye West graduation cover. I read nice. it. Um, that's really came out beautiful. It came out to be a great poster. Um, there's several album covers I spoofed, and even one of the films was always immediately drawn about talking about the rap of the day. So. Like, I would draw, like, stories about Eminem, Della Soul. Like, everyone would get it. Everyone would get it. But the dope shit is, when you draw an album cover and um, someone who walks through the convention and they're all suited and booted and you wouldn't expect them to know about it, but they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know that. Um, that album got me through it. You got me through college and whatnot. I've heard that. So, yeah. I've, yeah so, everyone's hip-hop. Everyone, that, that's what my strength is. Bro, like, if I, you know, like I said, I got, I got superhood. I'm also doing superhood. Like, yeah. I'm, my right. writing is hip hop based because I know everyone's hip hop. It's like Stephen King knows everyone has a horror, a piece of fear in them. Yeah, of course. So he's going to write and write to your fear side. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's know, you- I know you got hip hop in you, so I'm going to write to your hip hop side. No, totally. And it's funny that you talk about like, you know, hip hop's and everybody, because when you look at Marvel, like I just use Marvel comics as the most uh, connected, but I mean, version. right, right. Yeah. And you think about Marvel, Marvel, like they have entire, like they have an entire collection of covers based on hip hop albums. Um, and there's tons of hip hop crossovers, right? Like, I mean, Eminem and the Punisher. I don't know if you ever heard of that one, the baby game, but I, Eminem. Bro, bro. I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you both. Yeah. Tell me. The the let me say something. The type of artist that me and Mike are, we keep our ears to the street, super open to the streets. So I've seen them all. Yeah, I make sure okay. I see yeah. them all. No, totally. Yeah, like like I and like and that's real a lot. Like I make sure I see a certain movie, even if it's not really my forte. I just want mm-hmm. the, the streets are talking about it. I right, right. Had no interest. Had no interest in seeing Hunger Games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw it. Even if it's bootleg, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No interest in Joker. But watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Because I need to know what the streets are talking about. Right. So, totally. Right. So you're being engaged in that. Yeah, and and like I'm not I'm not saying they're bad or good movies. I'm just saying like my favorite movie I watch annually once a year is clockwork orange oh yeah okay I, that's a poster in the back too right yeah, clockwork yeah. orange yeah yeah oh, shit. i noticed that i noticed that the whole time i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's my shit clockwork orange is my staple i watch the movie once a year and i read the book like once every like i got the book staple on the wall yeah i love stanley kubrick is my great 
great, great writer and director. Even Eyes Wide, even Eyes Wide Shut or Eyes Wide Open, whatever it was. Eyes Wide Shut, watch that. You know, mad science about that. Uh, even the teddy bear, that one AI teddy bear movie that he died midway. And I forgot AI. That's the name of it. Like I watch it. Like, it's this random. It's this random movie that he made, and he died before it was finished. Oh. Steven Spielberg finished it. But I watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that? Oh, I didn't know that. AI, yeah, I started AI, that one. AI. Yeah, um, yeah. Fan, um, um, eyes wide shut. Insanely insane. Insane. But I love it. I love the story. I love the depth of it. Sure. Um, full metal jacket. Of course, mm. classic, American uh, classic. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, Doctor Strange Love. Of course, another American classic. Like, yeah, all yeah. right, so look, American classics. Um, like I said, it's about being ear to the street. So I'm blessed with three, I have a lot of nephews and nieces. I have no kids of my own, but my nieces and nephews, I love them to death. But um, yeah. I'm very blessed to have intelligent nieces and nephews because when they were little, like when I would babysit them and spend the night, my thing was I was like I always want to introduce them to movies that they should know. No, it's totally, like yeah. Culture, no yeah. Um, I love the fact my 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 oldest niece loved the old black and white Twilight Zones. You watch? Yeah. Oh yes, Come on, right. <laughs> And isn't it great that that it's back now and then it has yeah. Jordan Peele as the host? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you like this, bro. Like, if you're going to write, and like, mind you, it all comes back to the science of being an artist. There's like so many levels of this shit, but if you're going to write a good story, you need to take a good story in. Yeah, no, absolutely. You should, to, yeah. you should sit, like, sometimes before I even, like, when I did my Blade Rapper spoof of Blade Runner, like, nice. I did, um, one in field in the future going around shooting robots who are rapping. Because <laughs> robots are so disconnected with what's whack and not. They don't know what's whack. So they're doing whack shit and one in field are just killing them off. But the robots are like, bro, we're all robots. Right. So you're the bad guys here. You're like, how you, it got kind of deep because I'm like, I wrote this story, <laughs> but before I did the story, I watched Blade Runner and I read the book, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? Huh. By Philip, Philip K. Dick, bro. Come on, man. And I read and I did the science. I think I engulfed myself in Blade Runner for like two months before I like even started writing it. Okay. Yeah, that's a... Uh, man. I like that your influences are so... I mean, those are such like, I mean, there's so, there's such a great balance, right? Like you have the, the underground aspect, the hip hop aspect, and then you have this really artsy stuff by Stanley Kubrick, you know, it's such a great blend of your, of like culture. You know, that's what it is. It's culture, right? And that's it. Um, and I think that's great. My, I love the artist Banksy. Of course. Yeah. Banksy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I have a child, I would love to name my child Banksy. Like, don't. Oh, you should. Yeah, there you go. Like, like, whenever boy or girl, I'm naming my kid Banksy. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. That's a good idea. Yeah, we have the name set aside. Please don't. No. I'm saying this publicly. No, no one did. <laughs> That's my idea. Okay. Writing, um, <laughs> um, doing comic books and doing conventions and signing books and names. I've seen some mm-hmm. crazy names. Like, I once signed a couple names. Like, the person name was Saturday. Nice. And um, Rocket, like Herbie, because their parent, like, like the Herbie Hancock song. 
Oh, and, wow. Yeah, so Rocket. So names on point. So anyway, like you said, um, even my name is Adrian, but I'd rather go by age because age is, you got to have an artist name. Yeah, and yeah. then even as a kid, if you know, I'm sure you know a girl named Adrian. Oh, girl, yeah. like, and Adrian is a girl guy name and as a kid I was just like telling the teacher you call her Adrian because there was like a class with Adrian and Adrian like two right. you call her Adrian you call me age and okay. I was in third grade telling my teacher <laughs> you know and I, I was seriously like real talk like keep it real real like I I don't let my, my dude friends call me Adrian like I'm not even going to answer you if you call me Adrian. Like, <laughs> only people really call me Adrian are, like, my women of significant importance. Gotcha. Like, mm-hmm. Or my boss. Gotcha. Okay. Some of my bosses. Like, my gotcha. homeboys, I would never. Don't even call me Adrian. <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer you if you call me Adrian, bro. Anyway, so, yeah. That's like baby game. He only answers the baby yep. game. <laughs> Even outside of this podcast now. Yep, yep. First name baby, last name game. <laughs> My name in the title, bro. I'd say Age Scott. Age right? Scott, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we do got we got to wrap it up a little bit here. Okay, uh, but so before we get to that point, let's uh, I, you know, you have that journey through all that, how you discovered it, how you feel for it, how you start committing to it. Now, where are you now in this world? Okay, so with all the political stuff going on, um, I do have a new one it feel web comic on tapastic dot com, t a p a t i c dot com, a new web comic, and it's called I Love One It Feel. Okay. Like it's like getting that old feeling back, but I'm actually creatively testing myself and trying to get a little iller with the art just on the webcomic. So okay. you can watch read it off of your phone. All right. And um I'm all, and I know with all the COVID and everything, I don't know about conventions. We don't know when people are gonna unite again. So Do you know there is a convention coming up soon? I heard about it. But it's yeah. outside in some like parking lot or like a garage. It's like yeah. really outside, yeah. Yeah, Roseville? Yes. Are you going to go? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to yeah. go. We're going to record the show there. Oh, oh. Yeah. I'm going to have to show. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to have to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I, I got to be there. I want to. Yeah, come through. Yeah, because yeah. I'm trying to get Mike to be on it. You know what? So Let's see if we'll see. Mike can get a booth. That's what he told me, too, and he didn't get back to me about that. So, right, so are you guys going to get a booth? Well, I told Mike that if he got a booth, right, we would just sit with him at his booth and look, record there. Look, look, yeah. look. I'm going to talk to Mike and maybe all three of us get a booth or a fat one together. Just do it together. Maybe you do your podcast there and we just yeah. rep the yeah. whole thing together. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. cool idea. Split yeah. rays. That also, we'll talk, we'll talk. All right, so okay. um, new web comic. Um, I'm also talking to Superhood. Like, these, the, another thing about my characters being tattooed on me, these are constant reminders, like, it's not done. Oh, I like okay. that. Like, There's like, always more. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, this is not like a flash in the pan type shit. Like, I'm not going to be happy to Superhood and want to feel on TV on some X, like, doing it. So it's good. I'm yeah. still working on it. So let me ask you a question. So, Are you interested in bringing Wonderfield back into uh, print media? Yes, eventually. You know what? I, I might as well. Like, maybe at this, maybe at this Roseville thing, I was. I'll drop a new book just to like just just because I gotta hold up. You wanna hear funny? Sure. The, 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 the webcomic <laughs> is all from this book. 
This is oh wow! Okay. This is a book that I never that's never got printed to the masses. I just got a whole finished book. Oh, okay. okay. Want to see some prints of it? Oh Here's wow! A chicken sandwich. Ch- like yeah, it. chicken sandwich. Oh no! I'm gonna show you um, Count Racula. Okay, I like ah. it. Nice. One more, one. I got a couple more of these. Um, Drunk Champs. This is actually the first web comic. You can check it out. Drunk Champs. Drunk champs. <laughs> I like it. Drunk Champs. Yeah, it's on the web comic. So check it out. So I love uh, one and Phil. So I may just print this up immediately because the book is done. So why not? Boom. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Then on a musical tip, um, I am at my lab all the time, so I got these records. I'm gonna chop and make some new. Okay. Shit. And I got some. Games. Games. Do you know what records are? Yes, huh? I actually have some. Thank you. Oh, oh do you? you yeah, know? <laughs> I got quite a few records actually. Yo, dang! What records do you guys? You got some? Oh shit! Let me buy them from you. I love that shit, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you what I got, man. Because we, uh, we. Do you have it next to you? We have, we have a turntable here too. Uh, no, what? no, they're they're in another room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fucking baby game is over here. <laughs> you know what? So wait, wait, wait. So and I, you know, I don't mean to cut you guys off. I know time is of essence, but then also like. I'm doing, even though I'm like rah, rah, and seeing what I'm doing, like, I'm also holding down my podcast with nice. every other right. Wednesday, Saturday, Duck Soup, me and my friends, we showcase my friends. Okay. The cool. homies come through, play their music. And then I just recorded, tossed my boy, Wix a beat. I made a song with him. Um, I'm like, like, I'm using my platform to get creative, but I'm right. also not a dick rider of myself. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're only as hot as your last effort. So if I could, like, bro, hopefully, I mean, keep it real, I'm going to probably call Mike after this. And me and Mike have been talking about recording him for your stuff, bro. Wait, wait. Yeah, sure. right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he mentioned it, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because Mike has been in my ear because he's been saying, uncle's been like, yo, what's up? Yeah, and then Mike's been like, "Yo, so you said yo, what's up to him?" And yep. his yo, what's up has got to me like, "Yo, age, what's up?" <laughs> the, the, the yo, what's up has been tossed, and I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, <laughs> it's good, like it's good. So, like, keep it real. Mike is Mike will be at this mic. Mike will be at this mic. Like, yeah, nice. So, <laughs> Mike will be at the mic. I like. Yeah, so yeah, man. So, so we're working, bro. We're working and. Like I said, I would love to work with you guys some more, bro. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we'll, um, but before we cut this off, before we end it, we, we what we do here on our show every episode, we recommend we have our guest recommend their favorite comic book. Now it can't be their work; it has to be something that they read that they love. So, uh, with that being said, what is your recommendation? My recommendation for a great comic book is please read Moss. M A S. Who is that by? Excuse me. Who is that by? Um, you know what? The name of the author is passing my head right now, but that's a great Google search. Excuse me for that, because for not knowing the name of the author, but it's the Cold War and the um, one set of people are the mice and the other set of people are the, the um, Hitler and his, and, um, and his people. And... Um, <laughs> Is this an older book? Yes, sir. Is this the one that... Um, M-A-U-S. M-A-U-S. 
by uh, Art Spiegelman. Yes, yes, Art Spiegelman. Yeah. Yes, Art Spiegelman. Yeah, yeah. That, Thank you. That won uh, that won uh, uh, an Eisner Award. Yeah. Okay. Now look. Yeah. You say comic book. Yeah. I've read Moss, and honestly, I've I've tried to write pieces of work that get to that level. Like yeah. I'm trying because that's a comic book. But the story yes. is it so enlightening and so written well. Like it's not a comic book; it's like everyday life, yeah. used by with, with fictional characters. And that's honestly, I would tell people if you want to write or draw a comic book, first thing you should just draw is a, a page of yourself. Oh yeah, okay, good call. Yeah, that's, good that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I love your recommendation because, in my opinion, that probably is one of the greatest comics ever written. Yes. Uh, that's probably up there with like the Watchmen and stuff like that. Like yeah, that's, that's Watchmen, like, yeah. The only reason why I wouldn't say Watchmen is because Watchmen is number two. Like, like, like yeah, Watchmen, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superhood, Superhood. My character, Superhood. Um, yeah. The concept is if X Men, if X Men's about kids who have powers and go to school for them, what about the kids who have powers and didn't get a chance to go to school for them? Ah, yeah, that is a great concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's a super great concept. Yeah. So, um, so it's so. Watchmen, uh, man, like Watchmen is the greatest comic book ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the most relatable Super comics I've ever written. Superhero, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, Age, I can't tell you. Thank you enough for being on the show. Yo, we are going guys, to stay connected. Can I ask you one thing? Can you guys give me a recommendation of your favorite comic books? Oh, what a twist! Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe Gabe, you can go first. So, what I've been reading through, it was actually, I think, my recommendation on the podcast. No, you can't give one you already gave. I can't you give can't another give... one. All right, all right, all right. No, <laughs> because right, you why you give a book that's already it. on the episode? Mm-hmm. But for you him, a... it's, it's, it's a really good story, brother. though. You know, I'm digging deep. It's good. <laughs> so, I tell you what, I think for me. I would probably recommend with what the, the climate and what's happening in the world right now, personally, personally, now this isn't probably like a deep cut, but I think people should re- reread uh, Marvel comics, civil war specifically right now. Yeah. Uh, That's good. Cause it, it, it tests the idea right now of what's good and what's wrong. And I think right now we're in that conversation of what is good and what's wrong and who is right and who is wrong. And who is uh, just because you uphold the law, are you good? And the same thing with superheroes, right? Like I think the idea of civil war is very, very, it, it connects a lot to what's happening in reality. So I'd probably say the entire Marvel civil war series. That's a good series. That's a good series. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally. Please, Gabe, what's, I need to know, bro, please. Honest, uh, since I'm not doing Irredeemable, uh, my, my recommendation, <laughs> what I just finished uh, not that long ago, is uh, The Batman Who Laughs. Yes. It, it's insane. Like, I'm going I'm going to start going through, like, the whole Batman metal uh, yes. comics. But it just, because of this whole, like, is Batman worth it? Is Batman good for Gotham? It's like an, another take on uh, The Court of Owls, where they think, yeah. you know, Batman is, you know, not really worth it. But for, for Batman Metal, it's is the Bruce Wayne that we've been following like the worst Bruce Wayne and the worst Batman in, you know, all of the multiverse. Cause you get you see like these depictions of Bruce in different uh universes. And some, you know, he's like Mayor, he's running Blackgate Prison. All of them have the differentiation between them and the Batman that we read is they are all happy. And like essentially, like he's being called the worst Batman that is in the multiverse, and the Batman who laughs is trying to convert him into being what he believes Gotham needs, which is 
just someone who doesn't have a moral code, someone who doesn't draw a line. It just it's this inner conflict with Bruce about like, is he what's is being Batman the right thing to do for Gotham? It's oh. just really good. That's a very relatable one too, right yeah. now. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah. No, for sure. It's Thank you fun. for coming on. Uh, I can't tell you that's been a great journey with you. Uh, we look forward to uh, reconnecting with you. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you. And look forward to work, you guys, man. You guys are hella cool. Thank you both, yeah. bro. Thanks, you man. both are fucking dope. I appreciate it, man. Take care, man. Have a good one. Thanks. Stay safe. Much love, man. Take care. Peace. Bye.